Thanks for joining us for another Stain Gang podcast. We've got time now to talk men's basketball with Justin Leslie as Midwestern State is down to one final home game and one last road trip. And, uh, Coach, uh, you got to split this past weekend on the two-game homestand. I know we talked a little bit about this last week. Are you are you looking at the standings right now? What's your what's your approach for yeah. the remaining three games? Well, absolutely. I mean, we've we've been looking at the standings for a long while. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's 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 we we keep score and we keep places in this in this business. And uh, you know, and right now we're in a spot where you know we we don't control our own destiny. Uh, you know, we still have hopes for the postseason. Uh, they're you know Dallas Baptist, St. Mary's, Eastern and Western New Mexico, Texas A M International. We're all bunched in there for those last spots and as a result uh, we need to do everything we can by helping ourselves by going out and earning some victories here so with with three games uh, to go going into the weekend uh, you know we had thought that if we were to go four and one we give ourselves an opportunity, a pretty good opportunity. Well, we got the first one, and then you know the split with and or the split in the weekend, losing to Angelo on Saturday, that puts us in a position to where we need to go on the road and we need to win these games. So let's talk about the uh, two games that were just played at Lincoln Coliseum, and we'll start with Thursday and the, and the win over Permian Basin. Uh, it was it was nice to kind of get even with those guys after you uh, suffered the loss there at their place. But what did you like about the performance on Thursday? Well, I thought we did a good job defensively throughout. Uh, the only disappointing thing was, you know, specifically in that first half, was we didn't rebound the ball well, and they were able to get second chance points, uh, and kept them in that game, and, and really stopped us from getting a good rhythm on the offensive end. But once we got into the second half, I thought we did a great job scoring, you know, 41 points. We shot 61 percent from the floor, and you know, better than 55% from the three-point line. And uh, I thought it was a good second-half performance. And in kind of the way they play and as well as, you know, kind of how we've been, it was – it was kind of a slower grind it type of affair, uh, but it was it was to our benefit, and uh, I was I was pleased that we came out of there with a um, with a win because we certainly did owe them one after after the last trip down to Odessa. And it was a much needed win. It had to it had to feel good for the guys to get a win. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any Lone Star win is a good <laughs> one. I mean, this is this is such a great basketball conference, and it it's going to you know, present a unique challenge every single night. And so, uh, you know, every single one, you need to be prepared to give your best, but at the same time, you know, be grateful when you are able to go out there and earn that victory. Well, and you knew Angelo State was going to be a real challenge. I was telling everybody leading up to that game, they're an adult dose. Yes. Uh, That's a – that's a really good basketball team. And uh, they came in here and played well and – yeah. You know, I mean, it, and it, we, it seemed like Midwestern kind of had the, the trouble that we've seen and that you know, a little sluggish in the first half. Well, give, give Angelo credit for the fact that, you know, they're, they're, they're in the mix for a conference title, and they're a very good basketball team. They're – their their mood, you know, I, I know was, was was pretty sour after dropping those two to Lubbock and West Texas the week prior. And so they, they were they were awfully focused and you know, and I and I told the team and, and that was our focus throughout the week and then after the Permian base, basin victory, like guys, we're in a spot where we're going to take Angelo's best shot. They have to have this game, and we need this game. So this is going to be about coming in with as much just energy and poise and being ready for inevitably a team that's just going to come out and try to be really physical and aggressive with you. And uh, 
you know, we weathered it a little bit early. We, we missed some easy shots that could have gave us an opportunity to kind of get some rhythm. And then midway through the first half, in kind of true to form with who they are, uh, they were taking some tough shots. They were getting offensive rebounds. Uh, we didn't get away, as I said, but then next thing you know, a couple turnovers, couple missed shots, they come up in transition and they made three threes in a row to go from a three-point game to a 12-point game. And that, that was where the margin was decided. You know, had we got a couple rebounds, made just a couple layups or an open three, well, they make that same run and we're down four or five as opposed to being down 12. Right. And then from there, I mean, now we're pressing a little bit. They kind of ramped it up, and, um, you know, we just – we never got comfortable the rest of that first half. Because you played well in the second half. Yeah. No, we did. We did. But, you know, it, good teams are going to put a run on you at some point, right? And and you just need to make sure that you put yourself in a position to weather that run. But at the same time, trust that you're going to be able to put a run on them as well. And, and we did in that second half. And had we just been within – single digits if we if we would have been down you know six or seven at halftime it would have been completely different because we were able to get Jermaine Carter his shots in the second half we were able to get you know John Weger and Marquise Davison getting to the rim making some things happen and it was just a little too little too late with that separation they got in the first half it's so kind of funny to hear you talk about that because that's what exactly what Dr. Greg Giddings and I were talking about on the broadcast with, I don't know, two and a half minutes to go in the half or something. He said, well, Western State really needs to get this cut to six or seven. Yeah. I said, would you settle for nine? Would you settle for single digits? No question. Uh, and give, I, I think you got to give Angelo State credit. And we, yeah. and we always knew that was going to be a tough game. We also know there's no gimmies coming up here in South Texas either. No, there aren't. I mean, we're going to, we're going to go on the road and, and starting on Thursday night, uh, Kingsville plays hard. I mean, you, you know, I, I, I say this as a compliment. This isn't uh, in, in any way a knock on them, but I, I, I think their greatest skill is just the energy and, and how hard they play. Uh, it's, it's not great shooting, uh, scheme, game plan. I mean, playing hard is a skill, and collectively they do it. They are, they are start to finish. They're going to bring energy, um, and, and we're going to have to be prepared to go out there and, and match it for 40 minutes because if we have a flat spot like we did on Saturday uh, on the road, it's just, it's just not going to happen. But they also provide evidence uh, of just how important that skill is and how yeah. far that skill can get you. No, that's exactly right. I mean, I've got a ton of respect for Coach Estelle and, and, and this program just based off of that. I mean, they have, you know, I – one guy who averages, is averaging double figures in conference play, all right? <laughs> if this isn't some offensive juggernaut, I mean, defensively, uh, their opponents are shooting better than they are. They shoot, you know, 41%. Their opponents shoot 44% from the floor. Their opponents outshoot them from the three-point line. But it comes down to extra possessions where they force turnovers, and although they're smaller – they get a ton of offensive rebounds because they just don't take no for an answer. There's no quit in this team. They got a bunch of Pierre Sanders That's getting it. in there, no, getting they, those they rebounds. Re they really do. They <laughs> play multiple five nine guys who play six two. Just that, I mean, it's a great example. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're always so amazed by Pierre. I guess we shouldn't be amazed anymore. We've been watching it for three years, but Pierre gets in there and 
I mean, he's had good hops since he arrived here, but he had a couple on this homestand. I, I swear he got higher than I've ever seen him get before. <laughs> yeah, Pierre's a special athlete. He's a special athlete, and we need him to, you know, use his, you know, great athleticism, but at the same time, his mind as well, to be able to go out there and, and help us. Uh, you know, he carries carries a heavy load for us, and we need to continue to get that get high-level production out of him as we head into this weekend. Well, that was a big game last year in hindsight, the game in Kingsville, and Correct. it was a tough battle, and it's probably a game yep. where – you may still look back and go, man, we should have won that game. Oh, yeah, But absolutely. how much different is Kingsville this year from last year's team? Um, actually, they're very similar. They're very similar from a, from a style perspective. Um, you know, they're just one step further in, in terms of age and maturity. Right. Uh, a lot of the same group is back. Uh, you know, their leading scorer is the same. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. That was That was a big game, and it was a – we got them to miss, and they make a layup at the buzzer on an offensive rebound to, to win the game, you know, by a point. Yeah, that was a heartbreaking finish it really uh, was. last year in Kingsville. It, and it really was. And it was kind of like what you were saying. It was a game where they just played hard. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like they were, you know, yeah. it wasn't showtime out there no, in what they call no. hog heaven. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, 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 and again, to their credit, they, they have an identity. They embrace their identity, and – you know they're not trying to overcomplicate things. You know what you're going to get. They're going to come. They're going to come at you with a with with a lot of energy on the defensive side. They're going to change defenses a little bit between man and zone. Again, nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, offensively, they've been pretty consistent with how they've played. It's just going to be a matter of you got to win the 50-50 balls, whether it's on a on a loose ball, whether it's on a, on a rebound on the offensive and defensive end, and then at the end of the day, you got to make some plays. You got to make a shot. I mean, I know you can tell your guys that, but there's no way for you really to coach that, is there, for guys to win 50-50 balls? Well, we always – You can't practice that, can you, well, or you, can you, you? you can. I mean, and the way you practice it is by continually emphasizing the value of it. You, know, you <laughs> have to – you know, there's there, that play happens in practice. You have to if, – if the effort's not there, you have to address it. If the effort was there, you have to praise it and draw attention to it, like, hey, that's a winning play. Um, and that's something that happens – I mean – from the start of practice in the fall and has to carry throughout the season because that's an identity and a mindset that all good teams have. If you, if you don't pay attention to that and get good at that, then you don't put yourself in a, in a position to win consistently. Now that's exactly the word I had in mind. It's a mindset. Yes. And, uh, as you were saying about that's kind of a skill too, in in and of itself. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you go down to Laredo to take on the dust devils and, uh, that they they're a much improved team from what we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, they 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 have a they have a very uh, physically talented roster. They're they're hard to score on because of the pace that they play. They probably play. Uh, I believe they do. Um, I haven't done the exact numbers, but the 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 slowest tempo and pace of play uh, in the conference. Um, they're they're not a team that is going to run unless it is off of a turnover. They're going to be pretty deliberate in the uh, half court offensively with what they're trying to run. Defensively, they're a team that likes to get set and dig their heels in, be really physical with you. Uh, so, you know, going into that game, it's it's going to be one where toughness, holding your spot on both ends of the floor, you know what they're going to try and do. It's not a very complicated game plan. They, they have their key guys that they like to get in certain specific actions. Um, so, you know what's coming. 
Now you just have to go out there and execute and compete uh, to take them out of their spots, uh, force them into more difficult shots. And then on the defensive end, uh, they're going to load up and they're going to put you in a position where you have to make shots. At the risk of putting undue pressure on you, that sounds like a game Midwestern State can do well in. That's exactly right. Um, I do think that playing that style and that game, I think, uh, I think suits us. Uh, you know, the, the games where we've been able to control tempo and, you know, stay within ourselves certainly has, has been where we're at our best. So uh, going into that game, um, you know, I, 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 I hope to be optimistic, but uh, as I'm, you know, shared with the team, um, we'll worry about Saturday when Saturday gets here. Right. we got to take care of Thursday. Well, I know you told me way back when we played Cameron, you had a goal this year to make one of these road trips and get a sweep. That's it. To win both of them. This is your last chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, what's the attitude of the guys going into this final road trip? Well, I, I mean, they know that our back's up against the wall. We we, we want to continue our season. Every team does. You know, you want to be playing into the month of March. I mean, that's that's the goal in this whole thing. And so we have to go down and, and, and take care of this road trip in order to make that happen. And so – they care. They want that. They want to pursue that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm telling them, you know, this playoffs are here. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've, they've been here for us. And we have to go out. We have to play desperate. We have to play hungry. We can't leave an ounce of effort anywhere up until the time it, uh, you know, that, that game's over on Thursday night. I mean, there's there's nothing that we're holding back for, you know, Thursday at 10, you know, Friday, it's irrelevant. Everything that we have goes into that game on Thursday, and then we handle our business. We'll worry about what's next next. Uh, there was a, some, I think, positive developments. Uh, we saw Luke Hamilton come back in, yeah. in this homestand and looked a little bit like the old Luke from three-point range at sure. least. Yeah, it was definitely nice to have Luke back in the, in the lineup and, and, and someone who could make some shots for us. I mean, he's, he's, he's certainly a, a guy that we need to produce in order for us to have a chance to, to, to be successful. Uh, we need him to win. I mean, it's not just his ability to make three-point shots, but, you know, we need, we need his size and physicality on the defensive end as well. Uh, that was something that was sorely missed in, you know, those games that he missed. Uh, you you know, leading leading up to this, so um, you know, there's there's a chance that we might get uh, Mason Gibson back. Really? Um, yeah, I we don't know. We're you know we'll keep our fingers crossed. You no, know, that's it. Because I, I mean, wasn't expecting to hear you say that today. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there, <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 been a lot of surprises this year when it comes to the injury front, and you know, it, it's it's hurt us in terms of you know having that that kind of that continuity and rhythm with your roster. Um, however. I'd rather have, you know, more hands available that, that can help us win and, and deal with trying to put the continuity pieces together than being shorthanded. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that, they're, that the, he'll be able to find the floor for us um, because he's another guy who can, can make some shots. I mean, and it's, it, it, it tells us what you think about Mason. When Luke went down, you put him in the starting lineup. Yeah, so absolutely. this is a guy, obviously, that you think can play at this level. Yeah, well, Mason's a redshirt freshman who, I mean – being a freshman and playing at the college level at any level is hard, all right? Very few go in and, and make a, a, a true significant impact to be, you know, the go-to guys like you see the one-and-dones at the right, high major yeah, levels, right? Yeah. It, it just doesn't usually work out that way. But Mason, being a redshirt freshman, uh, he's had the opportunity to mature. Uh, he's just so much better 
than he was early on just by getting some season under his belt, right? And just seeing different looks, you know, what, what the Lone Star Conference will give you and what it won't, how you need to defend. And um, I think going into, uh, you know, that, that stretch before he got hurt, he was starting to get a little bit of a rhythm. And I think part of that rhythm was uh, his teammates' trust in him and his ability to go out there and, um, and, and contribute for us. Uh, in, in terms of uh, some of the other guys who are making contributions, you mentioned uh, Jermaine's performance. Uh, and Jermaine's a guy you – I mean, you can pretty much pencil him in for his averages. That's pretty much what he's going to get. I mean, it may be a little bit above his scoring average on a given night, but – he just—I know he had some struggles early in the year, but he's just been a consistent performer for you. Well, we—I mean, we need Jermaine to be good every night. <laughs> I mean, that's that's our that's our reality. Um, he he carries a heavy load for this team, and teams key in on him, and that's something that both for him and Pierre, you know, that they're, they're having to learn how to work through, you know, Jermaine's a little bit farther ahead in that regard, being, being, uh, you know, a a senior in that regard, but. And a 50 year senior. Yeah, correct. And, you know, teams game plan for him, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's been something that he has to understand, like, Hey, they are going to do everything they can to keep you out of your comfort zone. And, you have to be willing to recognize what they're doing and find opportunities still to produce and perform. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do my end by trying to get you places where you can uh, have opportunities to score and rebound. But, um, you know, when the play's there to be made, you know, we need you to make it. And Pierre's having to deal with this now too, right? Because Correct. teams are starting to see that they've got yeah. to make a game plan to slow him down. Yeah, well, Saturday was a perfect example where, I mean, Pierre had a really good game Thursday against Permian Basin. I mean, he had – I think it was 25 points on um, only 13 shots. Right. I mean, that's 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 high level basketball. You know, we we know what he did a couple weeks ago against West Texas, and so that's gonna that's gonna get teams you know focusing in on you and <laughs> what they get have their to attention. do. And uh, Angelo on Saturday was very committed to putting two on Pierre in any ball screen situation and just not letting him go make a play for himself. And, and that's something where, you know, we're working with Pierre. I know some of my staff had conversations with him and, you know, I'll keep working with him throughout this week leading up is, you know, you can't take no for an answer in those situations. You still have to go out there and be you. If they're taking something away, they're giving something else up. There's always a kind of a risk reward in those in those situations, and um, I think he left some opportunities to attack on the floor, uh, where he was, you know, trying to tell him like you don't you don't need permission to go out there and break that play off and go make it, right? <laughs> if the defense is 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 cheating or tilted one direction, you know, you need to go see that and, and go make the appropriate play, and and that's something that as he improves as a player and matures. He's going to recognize more and more. Because he's the point guard and the ball handler, and, and not just Pierre, but you as a head coach and whoever the point guard is, is that relationship different than it is with the other guys on the team? Absolutely. It is. And, you know, and, and, and especially when it's a scoring point guard, right? Because, you know, any point guard is, is accountable for being on the same page with the coach, getting the team kind of flowing in the same direction, but when you also have to go out there and hunt your own shots and opportunities to score while managing all those other things, that is a very heavy burden. And, um, and I think that having the relationship with Pierre, um, he asks great questions. He shows up every day with a smile, 
I mean, we, we were able to, to communicate and, and, and have some of those tough, those tough talks. Cause sometimes there are situations where he'll ask me a question and I don't know. I was never, <laughs> I mean, I was never a point guard. Right. I mean, except for like one time at big man's camp when it's a bunch of big men, <laughs> someone had to play point guard. Right. But, but, but that is, that is a reality where, um, over the course of my career with the good point guards I've had with Pierre being one of them, a lot of it is me asking questions of them with kind of, what are you seeing? How are you feeling in these given situations? And, um, with, with someone like Pierre, just letting him know, Hey, I, I trust you to go make this play. And if you know what, if you go make a mistake, go make a mistake, you know, being aggressive, trying to put yourself and the team in the best possible situation. Uh, somewhat by necessity, you've had to play your starters a lot of minutes. Yeah. More than I can remember in your first three years here. Yeah. Well, we're getting down to the end of the season. How concerned are you about fatigue as you approach these final three games? Well, I mean, specifically – Pierre and Jermaine, they're they're playing a very very heavy uh, minute load. All I right. mean, you just can't afford to take them off the floor. That's it. Especially now that you're in these must win situations. No, that's it. And, you know, and 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 it is it is it, it's challenging. Not going to lie. That that's something where uh, I would love to get them, you know, eight to ten minutes at least rest uh, throughout the course of the game. However. Uh, the pieces have to fit in the game around them, you know, because is, you know, we, we discussed earlier, one of the things that I think you need for success in this conference uh, in order to keep defenses honest is you have to have, you know, three guys on the floor who can shoot or the defense is at least guarding as a shooter. Right. Um, you know, you brought up Luke Hamilton, Derek Ogechi. Uh, those are guys that, um, you know, they, they're working hard to shoot the ball. Well, they're, Season totals haven't been great from three. However, opponents are, are guarding them. Opponents know that they can go off at any moment. Right. You know, like Luke has a four for five game the other day from three. I mean, these things are, I mean, D.O.'s had multiple games recently where he's hit three or four threes. So the, the opponents know that they have to stay connected with them. So staying connected with them opens up opportunities for Pierre and Jermaine. Well, we haven't had the other guys you know, down the bench, make those shots from the perimeter to keep opponents honest, right? So when we're getting down into some of our substitutions, I mean, they're just they're just daring them to shoot. They're sitting back and plugging the lane, doubling Jermaine in the post or doubling Pierre in ball screen, sending an extra gap defender. And, and so it does force my hand a little bit in those situations when we're struggling to score, uh, if we're playing from a lead, it's a lot easier to get those guys rest because it, it well, they have to pressure out a little bit, you know, uh, gives other guys opportunities to find some gaps, some places where they can go attack. So it's a, it's, it's a constant challenge. It's a constant challenge, but, um, you know, physically, specifically those guys, they're, they're ready to handle that load. They're fine. They're conditioned and, and uh, you know, we'll work with them where we need to, to make sure we can get that, that heavy load out of them. And just to kind of go back to what you were saying about Texas A&M international, because of the pace of play that may work to your advantage as well on Saturday. I know you're taking care of business Thursday before you take care of business Saturday, but it, it may, it may well work to your advantage, the, the, the pace they like to play at. Sure. Well, you know, you're always going to have those kind of dynamics in play. I mean, a similar, similar was Lubbock, 
You know, Lubbock's right. a team that, that they're going to be deliberate on offense. They're they're going to, you know, grind you down a little bit on the offensive end. And then defensively, uh, you know, they, they're, they're committed to protecting the paint. And so, yeah, there are some of those matchups where that's the case. But, um, you know, whether, whether they're going, you know, we're scoring in the 90s like we did against West Texas or, you know, it's a game that's down in the 60s like we've had with some others, um, we're still going to lean heavily on those guys. You've been playing teams for a second time here recently on the schedule. These are two teams. This is the the one meeting you'll have with them now. Hopefully you'll see them in the conference tournament. Uh, but this will be the first time they've seen you and vice versa. Do you think you have an advantage given that uh, you haven't seen them yet? Well, I, I mean, I think, I think you know, you could flip a coin on that and, and make a case either way. Uh, you know, the advantage is certainly in their favor being at home right. with the long travel to get down to, to South Texas. But, um, but that's the nature of the beast. Uh, we're going to have to do everything we can as a staff to show them film, put them, uh, you know, in, in front of them to where they have the opportunity to get to know them leading up to this week, whether it's in breakdowns at practice, you know, scout team actions, as well as, you know, personnel and team film that we do with them. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be the challenge this week leading up to it, and we have to be at our best. I guess my thought was, Lubbock Christian, you, you beat them the first time you played them, the second time, didn't have quite as much success. So getting to play these guys just one time going there, maybe we can uh, well, do what we did in Lubbock. I hope you're on to something there, <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be fantastic. Uh, as you uh, prepare for this final road trip, and you, you mentioned it's a long trip, but I think having gone to Silver City before, this, this, this trip's a song compared to that. So yeah. maybe the guys won't feel quite as much of a grind uh, having made that trip to Silver City. Well, without a doubt, there are a few – true road trips in this in this conference and 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 this is one of them and if you want to you want to be successful in this conference you have to be able to go out and win these these tough road trips and uh you know i'm looking forward to it um this is a big weekend for us and we need to make sure that uh, we do everything we can to be at our best come thursday night uh also we'll want to remind people there's one more chance to see uh, midwestern state at home cameron will be here thursday february 23rd uh, that'll be a game that'll be scheduled to tip off at 7.30. So uh, we'd like to have a big crowd at Ligon Coliseum for that game. And hopefully, uh, Coach, you get a couple of wins, and there's some meaning to that game as well besides just being the Red River rivalry. Fantastic. We're looking forward to it. Justin Leslie, always a, a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for doing these podcasts. we got a couple more left, only three games remaining. Thanks for listening to the Stain Gang Podcast. I'm Pete Stein. So long.